We are so honored that you're here with us for season three. We want to share, connect, and grow the paper flower community with you. Welcome to Paper Talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of Paper Talk. Today's episode is sponsored by patron Heather Carney. We appreciate your donation and we're excited to keep creating content for the paper flower community. If you're interested in supporting us, head over to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com backslash paper talk and sign up as a patron. We'd love to see you there. Welcome everybody. This is another episode of Paper Talk. Today we have Rosie Wikes with us and Rosie White has a paper flower business called Soul Binding Paper Flowers. She's been at it since 2013. She's located in the United Kingdoms, and we are just thrilled to have her on so that we can chat with her about her paper flower journey and about how she got started, how she cut the bug. Lots of things to talk about, really. Welcome, Rosie. Welcome, Rosie. Hi. And I think I'm going to start it off. I think a lot of UK paper florists really want to know, where do you source your supplies? We get that question so many times. Yeah. I know I've asked it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was Um, one of the issues, right, Rosie? When you started, you were having difficulty sourcing. So tell us a little bit about all of that. Yeah, so so when I first started, obviously back in, I I think it was actually, it might have been 2012, late 2012, early 2013. In the UK then, it was so hard to source any any crepe paper and things like that. I used to use a lot of card book pages and things. When I started to cross over into crepe paper, I, I originally started using, you know, the crepe paper that you would use for like craft, like kids craft <laughs> things, the really thin stuff that just dissolves. And it yes. was just, it was terrible. But now it's, it is so much better now. There's obviously there's, there's Arlene, Arlo Arts, who's really, really big. There's, I get mine quite a lot of the time from it's, Floristry Warehouse UK I think that name is but they only tend to stop some of them they don't have the whole range but they are really good and you can actually get quite a good like working discount as well from there which is just fab that's that's helped eBay obviously mm-hmm. massive <laughs> a lot of things from eBay you can't really there's no shops there's no like high street shops or anything even there's Hobbycraft which I don't know whether you guys have hobby craft over there it's quite a big shop here in the UK don't know whether you guys have it no it sells obviously everything they have a lot of like the cricket and things there but they even they don't sell the crepe paper there so it's still online getting it from abroad most of the time obviously if you want the uh, the Italian mm-hmm. ones we're quite behind I think in comparison <laughs> to a lot of places you know that is so but we're catching up getting yeah. there so close to Italy yeah and Germany <laughs> I know That's I know <laughs> yeah I know it's crazy it is. <laughs> it seems to go on a, a really long way around. Yes. <laughs> do you normally use Italian crepe paper then? I do. Is yes. that more accessible yeah. than the German? I actually, I tend to use a bit of both, more the Italian, just because I prefer the okay. Italian. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. The um, I, I will have a go. Our tech. No, there we go. Okay. That's the one. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, but um, I also use uh, some of the um, Verola ones as mm-hmm. well, the German yes. ones, but mainly the Italian because I use mostly the heavy crate. That's what I favour. Where do you source the German ones? Mostly places like eBay, sometimes mm, okay. Amazon, occasionally from Etsy as well, strangely enough, from private sellers, but he floristry warehouse they've started selling 
quite a lot of it as well. Oh, good. So, good. yeah, I can get some of it from there and they're really good. They, they sent out one of the, you know, the swatch cards. It's got mm. all the things to me. So I've got all the colours now. Of, of oh, what that's they nice. Do. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah, that option. They're really fast at shipping as well, which is fab, which is really handy because mm-hmm. obviously sometimes in the UK it does take, I don't know why, it does take a lot of time to, <laughs> to get here. It's <laughs> like you said, when it's very close. <laughs> that's awesome. I also noticed that you used to or used to or now still use book paper uh, yes that's right well when I first started I didn't actually I wasn't making paper flowers I was actually making handbags out of hardback books oh, cool. which oh, sounds really really random so I would yeah I would um, get the <laughs> no, unique um, not random unique yes unique. yes unique and, um, I would basically I would take all the insides out of the the book to make that into the handbag so I had loads and loads of book pages everywhere and, um, my fiance will tell you I'm a massive hoarder and I used to just keep them and I had boxes <laughs> and boxes of all of these book pages so um, I used to I started making these these little flowers just to go on the front of the handbags oh my goodness if you looked at them now there was just I used to just basically cut like flat circles and layer them <laughs> and then put a button yeah. in the middle that was how I started and making the flowers actually took over making the handbag and, but I still do now I get asked for quite a lot of the book page flowers even now a lot of mostly roses it gives the bride a bit of chance to have something personal I think mm-hmm. in their in their bouquet because you can pick like a favorite book or sure. a music passage or something that, yeah. that relates to them or them as a couple yeah yeah but it's something that's, that's followed me all the way through <laughs> oh, that's, that's not so a bad nice. thing that's not a bad no. thing you know it, oh, I do love everyone it. starts from somewhere and there's some and I love that that's part of your story so mm-hmm. let's go back so how did you pick up paper flowers is that is it from the crafting and then eventually it kind of evolved yes yeah it is so obviously I was making the the handbags out of the the books and back then I kind of used to do a lot of different things involving paper like Christmas trees and decorations for craft fairs and things like that making the little flowers as well to go on the book pages and I kind of I wasn't really focused then on any particular thing I think this is a common thing with a lot of us crafters that you start off doing a lot of different things and then hone it in. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't until a few years in of doing everything that I realised it was the flowers that I, I really loved mm-hmm. and in particular weddings, which is what I primarily do. Mm-hmm. And it's what I, I work for mostly. Don't I just love weddings? <laughs> but, um, but now that's that's what I what I honed in on and really pushed towards the paper flowers and the wedding side. Right. And then it wasn't until a few years in that I, I really developed the crepe paper mm-hmm. side of it. Before then, it was mostly just the book pages and card. Right. right. Do you use cardstock as well? I do, yes. Yeah. yeah. Basically, most, most paper... Any kind um, of paper. Uh, yes, I will use. Yeah. True paper artist then. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Seriously. Yes, now I'm like, use all these different mediums. Yeah, I mean, I it requires that. different oh, skills, just, right? I just, yeah. I, I love paper. Just, I think it's just so versatile. And the fact mm-hmm. that it, it's so fragile, but you can make it into something that's that's so solid and tactile. I just love that. That's what I love about the, the heavy crepe is that it's, People will look at the bouquets and they'll think, oh, that looks so delicate. And then they'll touch it and think, oh, actually, that's that's very mm-hmm. solid, that's quite sturdy. Yeah. 
I yeah. think that's fascinating. I love it. Yeah. How do you go about educating your clients on paper medium? I think we get some questions about that, about what's the best yeah. way to like say this is a really unique, special way to do your bouquet for your wedding. Yeah, well, um, what I what I do to to get my name out there and to, to meet different brides and grooms, obviously this is pre-COVID, I would go to wedding fairs, which it's basically where you have like a venue and they'll host it and you have lots of different wedding suppliers. I would do like a stand, have a few of my bouquets set up and encourage the brides. I always encourage them to come over and talk to me and hold the bouquets and touch the bouquets. And it's really lovely because a lot of the time they don't realise that they're paper until they touch them and hold them. And I just love that. And I love when they they really shocked and they're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I didn't realise that's paper. That's amazing. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it, I, I do a lot of wedding fairs and things like that. And I think that's it's a good way of getting getting your business out there and mm-hmm. and explaining that you don't just have to have fresh flowers. There are sure. other, other alternatives like paper. Do you do these fairs locally or do you go to larger cities as well? I do it mostly everywhere, to be honest, within the UK. I started off doing very, very small ones and I've gradually worked. I was doing quite quite big wedding fairs towards obviously the end before COVID, like a big like arena type wedding fairs where you have a, an actual like booth set up right. instead of being in like a hotel or something. There's such a, a fab way if you are looking to get into doing wedding flowers I think it's it's a really important thing because our business it's it's so visual it's really hard to explain to somebody over a picture or a message what you actually do I think the face-to-face contact and then being able to actually touch the bouquets and look at the bouquets I think it's it's so important and and so many of them are just, they didn't even realize that that it was an option. I don't know whether you guys get that at all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you set up your booth, what are the different arrangements that you have to display to talk about? Here's a different type of bouquet, like more modern or more relaxed or what kind of bouquets do you put out and how many and how big is your booth? My booth, my lovely other half actually made my stand for me. I've got quite a specific stand that's it's a wooden base and then it's it's actually stair spindles. I've got uh, five stair spindles yeah, and then so they've nice. got a holder at the top that I am. Um, yeah, okay. Cool. But yeah, so you actually put the bouquets into the stair spindles at the top and yes. that's actually display them because one thing with paper flowers and Paper bouquets, they are very tricky to display, very tricky to to show off. So this way I can actually change them. The actual stand stays the same. So I have a a selection of starting from like a a round classic bouquet, ranging to quite a big, wild, loose looking bouquet, you know, with like training bits, quite Mm -hmm. asymmetric bouquet with ribbons and things so that the brides get to see a good selection and it's not just one particular style so they know that I'm versatile. Mm -hmm. Oh that's wonderful. Yeah. Really cool. How do you 
customize. We just had a question earlier where when you do a consultation with a bride and you talk about here are the different colors, the different flowers, and then more than three quarters of the way, the bride changed her mind when you've already made 75% of it. What yeah. do you do at that point? I think it's all about communication. I think as long as you completely go backwards and forwards a lot with, with the bride, that's what I try and do and keep them involved throughout the process right from the beginning. I think as long as they're aware right from the beginning that if they did want to make changes or if they did want to add anything in that's slightly trickier than it would affect the price at the end Um, because I I do get that sometimes and or a a bridal ask for a particular flower which you know is going to be one that'll take you like a day to do then you just you just have to be honest with them I think Mm -hmm. hey I used to be so so nervous of talking about prices with brides because I would never want to actually tell them how much it was going to be. (laughs) It's it's so silly. I don't know why. But but I think they appreciate the honesty. And I think because a lot of brides are working to budgets and they will soon say, that's out of my budget, as long as they know from the beginning. And then, so I'd normally say, what is your budget? And we'll We'll work around that and just try and keep it within that and give them alternatives if they want something that you know is going to be completely out of their budget. It's mm-hmm. always nice to, to give them an alternative to say to them, well, well, I can't unfortunately do this, but I could make this, which is a similar style or theme, or we could bring this in to make it more like that. And, um, just, yeah, just being honest and keeping them involved, I think is key. Do you find that the brides who approach you, do you find that they have a, so like more of a reasonable expectation of the price? Because I can imagine let's say someone approaches you and says, my budget is $50. I mean, that probably won't buy them any. It's hard to even give them an alternative. So how do you go about first managing their expectation and then being able to work around perhaps a budget that they've maybe altered in order to, or increased in order to accommodate even your prices? Yeah, I think it is tricky. Obviously it is tricky when it comes to pricing, but I think a lot of the time with brides, I will just get queries saying, how much are your flowers or how much would it be for a bouquet? And I think it's, it's, you just, you can't give a price as you probably know you can't because mm-hmm. every single paper flower bouquet is different and they're all unique and bespoke. So what I tend to say is I give an example of one that I've made before with a picture and I say, well, this one is such and such a price and tell them the price of that so that they know and maybe give them a few options of what I've done before and those sort of prices or if they tell me a budget I'll say well I could make something like this for that particular budget so again it's it's just just managing it and it's just like the communication and talking backwards and forwards and making sure that, that they know right from the beginning so mm-hmm. there's no no surprises anywhere throughout the process. Yeah, I do believe it's key in continually talking to the bride, touching base yeah. and just there's like a long gap because most brides the one that really plans are reaching out a year, two years in advance and yes. when you have this long <laughs> gap of silence, the bride kind of wonders like, are they still making it? Yeah, and then you also it, wonder, yeah. has she changed her mind and just sitting in that email communication or a phone call if you can just saying hey yeah. I just want to let you know I was just thinking about your bouquet I'm getting ready to order supplies just want to make sure that we're on track with the flowers the colors yeah. and just before you order the supplies just make reach out and just touch base <laughs> yes. double check yes, yes. And then, we'll check everything yes. exactly and Definitely. then like 60 days out 
30 days out. And the really thing, the bride really does appreciate it because you're in contact with them. They haven't seen the bouquet. They're always curious and wondering. So you can always send out sneak peeks if you wanted to, or you can wait until the very last minute to say, hey, just want to let you know your bouquet is coming along. I'm just going to ask them like, hey, I'm putting the ribbon on. What kind of ribbon that will match your decor or your mm. theme? It's just so I was literally thing. asking a bride that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Communication is the key, everybody. I think when working yeah, with weddings. Definitely. I mean, what I tend to do, I, I don't tend to keep it as a secret to the end. I because I like to I like to triple check everything. So as I start to make it, I'll take photos of individual things and just double check colours. And I'll give them a few because if they say dusky pink opens you up to about 30 different pinks yeah that's that's it and you can guarantee that the dusky pink you think is dusky pink is not the dusky pink that they actually (laughs) (laughs) so I do tend to send a lot of photos and things and and make sure before I even start I'm on the right track because that that way the when they get to the end, they don't go, oh my God, that's wrong. And because that, that, it would, oh, it would horrify me if I got to that <laughs> stage and then they, they decided that, that it wasn't right. So yes. always, I always triple check everything. Yeah. <laughs> use a color like um, Panettone where they have a watch. Do you refer to that? Because sometimes when you see it on a computer screen, it looks completely different from another yeah. computer screen or a phone. How do you dial in that perfect dusty pink color? I think... It depends on the bride, I do think, because I think some brides have a very set colour and that is their colour theme. And I have had brides say to me, I want Pantone, such and such colour, like coral or something. And and that's really helpful. But then I have other brides that are a bit more loose and a bit more laid back with their colour. So they'll say dusky pink, can you show them some some swatches? And and they're happy with, with a dusky pink that you want to go with. So I think it's just, it's dependent on the individual completely. because I. I think some some brides, and it's normally the ones that have the um, like the mood boards and and things. But they they've got the set color, and it has yeah. to be that color, and it has to. It's very specific. So as, <laughs> as long as as long as you know what type of bride and um, what type <laughs> of customer, then then you're fine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that's an interesting topic too. Knowing your customer, at what point, right? Do you know your customer? There are some that just will email you and ask you so many questions about so many things, and there's some that are so that you're kind of like, are, do you have more questions? Like, is this it? <laughs> yeah. is this- Yes, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Where they just say, oh, you, you do whatever you want to. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, yeah, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because um, yeah, I've had brides from from both of those camps, and I don't, I don't know which one I prefer. I think um, I think they they both obviously have their challenges, and both I'm happy to work with either. But um, I think when you're left to your own devices, I probably would sway towards the the more set out planned bride that that knows just because I like to have a, a set mm-hmm. plan and a set list and request and <laughs> yeah. so my cat's just joined us as well <laughs> I, I was like is it a dog is it a cat is no. it a I know it's, it's furry so but I couldn't cat. tell yeah. <laughs> my cat's okay. a cat <laughs> your cat called cat yeah so, <laughs> I love that. so I was wondering when you color your paper flowers what what kind of mediums do you tend to fall back? I tend to use pan pastels, to be honest. 
I would love, love to use Design Master, but I was going to say that it's one of the things that we really struggle. I, I don't know whether there's a tip that anyone can give to get them in the UK, but I cannot find them at all. You get on Amazon, you'll get like a few colours, but they'll be so expensive. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And yeah. they do the, the English brand, which is the Oasis version, but there's... There's only a fraction of the ones that you can get in America that you can't get any of the tints and things like that. The sepia tint, which I know you spoke Mm -hmm. about once on on here. And oh my God, I've I've written it on my list in my um, my workroom and I've still not managed to get any. Yes, (laughs) it's my Christmas list. It's it's really magical. You know, we always shout out about Design Master because it's quick. It dries really fast. It's a quick fix if you need to fix anything or if you need to add a little bit of a certain color that needs to brighten it up. One of the things I love to do is I love to hit the center of my flowers with yellow from Tinted. It doesn't yellow it, but it adds like a a luminosity to it that you get with real flowers, which I really love. And it helps protect the center a little bit more. I'd definitely love to try it. It sits on top top of the the paper. You don't, I mean, it's pretty color fast. Like it, it doesn't, fade like mm-hmm. the, it kind of protects your crepe paper from fading and I mean it does that if that's kind yeah. of ironic but that's what it does as well so but you know I can imagine that you can probably experiment with other sprays it's just that mm. you would have to be very careful in terms of how you coat it it would have to be very thin and I mean design master is fantastic because it's so yeah. fine the mist yes. is so fine it's thin so it doesn't soak into the paper that much but on Italian crepe paper it's pretty I mean Italian crepe paper itself doesn't soak up water very well or quickly quickly at least so i can imagine that you could probably try some sort of sprays experiment with them just hit it lightly over the crepe paper and it might you know that might work too if you're looking for a quick fix yeah i've, I've tried a few but they've been probably the, the cheaper brands ones that i could get hold of here and they've just they've not they get tend to get the speckling instead of mm-hmm. the the graduated like ombre effect Mm-hmm. And so it's it's not the same and oh, I'm just I'm holding out for the design master <laughs> yes we'll talk to design master and say hey, yes you can yes. use it <laughs> to come to the Midlands in the UK <laughs> so Rosie do you have your own studio you mentioned something about having an attic studio so yes that's right so my my lovely long-suffering fiance I think mainly because he got so fed up of there just being paper flowers everywhere he actually did the loft space so I don't know whether you'd call it an attic. We call it a loft here, it's basically in the roof. He's done it out, so I've got spotlights and I've got my little desk and it's I've had a little window put in there as well. So oh, nice. it's that nice. It's nice just to have your own space. It is. Oh, it's my sanctuary. Yes, I love it. That, that's where I go. That's where I, go <laughs> I can happily just live up there now. <laughs> and it's it's literally it's just covered in just flowers just everywhere at the moment because um because of unfortunately because of covid i've had a few brides that i'm holding their orders for them at the moment because they've not had chance to collect them and their weddings unfortunately have, have been moved so it's literally just flowers everywhere upstairs <laughs> did you find that covid affected your business in any, in any way yeah i did it in the uk i mean we went from the first lockdown they cancelled weddings altogether so i went from having a completely fully booked year this year to having i went to about three weddings after that yeah and then once we started to kind of 
be released again after the lockdown. They it was first of all it was thirty people maximum at a wedding, and then they cut it down to fifteen. And again, that it meant that a lot of brides couldn't have the weddings that that they wanted and that they planned. So I I kind of lost the remaining weddings that I had as well. I mean, when I say lost, they've moved to next year, so they've they've not gone completely. Next year is absolutely booming, but this year, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, this year for weddings, the industry in general, it's just been it's been terrible mm-hmm. and. Because we're in a second lockdown in the UK right now, we're about two weeks in, weddings have again been stopped altogether. So again, there's no weddings going ahead. And it's just, it's awful. I mean, I feel so much for the whole industry and all the brides and grooms and the couples. It's just, it's terrible because no one really knows. And so you can't plan. We were actually due to get married in May, myself and and my fiance. And unfortunately that that didn't go ahead. So I completely understand how they're feeling and it's it's the not knowing as mm-hmm, well for sure yeah. trying to plan but you're not mm-hmm. sure yeah so did you move your wedding to next year we did yeah well first of all we moved it from may to august this year and then we moved it from august to next august so so yes yeah, so fingers crossed that everything will be completely going ahead although I've still not finished my own flowers <laughs> still, I've been working on them for months and I still because as you probably know your own things get left till the last yes, four minutes so they're, they're just sat there and it's my bouquet is getting bigger by the week <laughs> because every time I make a new flower I think oh that's lovely I'm gonna add one of those in and it's I'm just gonna look like a, a big tree walking down the aisle which I with it. <laughs> that would be a hilarious TikTok <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Rosie, where did you get your soul binding paper flowers? Like, where did you get that name from? Such a really wonderful name. It's, yeah, well, it actually, because because I used to work with books, it was originally like book binding, soul binding. That was, that was where it came from. And because everything at that particular time when I thought of the name was around books and then it, it moved quite far away. So I do get asked quite a lot, why is it so binding? And, and I do but I have so thoughts unique. about... No, but it's yeah. kind of... I can kind of see it relating to weddings as well. Yes. So well, that's, yes, mm-hmm. it, yes, it binds souls. Yeah, definitely. Yes, <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> I will well, be using that. <laughs> mentioned about the books, I would never have guessed. I would have just oh, thought really? it had something to do with... Yeah, binding of two. Soulmate. Yeah, soulmates. Oh, Something along lovely. those lines with weddings. Yeah. So maybe this was meant to be. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be good. You did. <laughs> so yeah. interesting. Well, I almost changed the name, but oh, really? um, yes, what? I'm glad I didn't now. <laughs> what would you have changed your name to? I don't know. It would be something involving like paper floristry or paper florals actually in the title because I do worry that sometimes people hear my name and they don't know what it actually is or what I do and so I think it would have been helpful to have something a little bit more specific in in my my title. Do you have a tagline? Um, That's where you could add it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, as paper floristry or paper florals is yeah. uh, because my mm-hmm. my Instagram is soul binding paper florals. Yeah, yes. so I try and I try and keep that in there, or just so yes. that people people know what I do. Yeah. <laughs> 
I yes. love that. Well, I mean, like when I go to your website and on your Instagram, it's very clear what you do. Yes, <laughs> very clear. <laughs> oh, my website, I'm actually doing it at the moment. So it's kind of, it's half finished and half not. So I was going to say, yeah. I was missing a few pieces. <laughs> Definitely, yes, yeah. Quite a few, yes. Uh, website design is not my forte. I, I, I don't know whether anybody else that's quite creative, whether you struggle with that kind of thing. But goodness, it really, and I'm adamant to do it myself but it just oh it hurts my brain it really does <laughs> so I'm trying it will be finished by Christmas I promise <laughs> but no, my, my Instagram that's mainly what I what I use yes. that's that's my like my day-to-day site so then how do you uh, how do you actually invoice your clients do you do it through like how do you do that do you do that through email if you don't have a website do you do it through email through Facebook to Instagram every email so I've got um an invoicing app which is is great. I can't remember. I think it's just simple invoice. It's called, but it was it was only a very simple app. But it literally you can put in your logo and everything on there, and it and it is that on your phone? It is. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it's so simple. So even if I'm out and about, I can literally just fill it out and send it over. It goes in like an email format, and it's something for them to keep, and it automatically updates as well. So Ooh, if if they, they really pay cool. money off, which obviously a lot of brides like to do it in installments, then it'll recalculate everything. Mm-hmm. So. That's that's really handy. Oh, I think it's it would be. I think our listeners would be really interested in that. Yeah. If you don't yeah. mind sending me the link later, I can mm-hmm. add that in the show notes. Yeah, of course. I think it's just called invoices. I'm just looking now. I'm sure it's just called invoices. Oh, that's great. And it's got a, um, an orange tick on the logo, and it's just okay. it's so simple. And oh, I yeah, really struggle, simple. and it's very simple. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, what is the processing payment fees for that? Do you recall? I'm, I think it's free. As far as I'm aware, it's, it's just an all it is. It's just uh-huh. a, like a templating app. They don't actually take any payment for oh, you or anything okay. like that. You yeah. just all I do is I put my bank details or my PayPal details actually on the invoice. So nothing goes through that app um, at all. Yes. It goes through separately because oh, I normally wonderful. I normally take payment through like backs, um, yeah. which like bank bank transfers yes. or through PayPal. Yeah. I think it's the safest way. Yes, definitely. Is it called invoice simple estimate something? But it has a check mark. Yes. Yes. Right check mark on the yeah. orange. Cool. Yeah, on the orange. I never knew yeah. about that. That's a good tip. It's- it is really, really easy to use and it's, it's great. Yeah. I know we're all on our phone trying to check it out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I like, I, I mean, you've done so well given the fact that you don't have a website, but through Instagram <laughs> alone, is it through Instagram alone? You would say that's your primary social platform in which you've found all your customers? Yeah. It, Instagram and Facebook, I would say equal. It used to be obviously because of how long I've been doing it for it used to be Facebook was was the main main place but yeah Instagram I would say is taking over Facebook and I tend to I favor Instagram more but obviously because it's visual um, and what we do is so visual it's just I think it's easier because you can grab people with the picture and then and then they can read underneath and things like that but I mean wedding fairs and word of mouth is quite a lot of how I've I've managed to to kind of progress my business as well and are those customers generally in the UK yes yes those ones from the Um, wedding fairs right yeah I don't think I've actually I think They've all been from the UK. I don't think I've sold any to abroad just yet. 
Mm-hmm. I would like to. And I've offered to, to go over with brides when they're getting married abroad, but they've said no. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I go to Jamaica and Hawaii and things, but no. No. Isn't that wonderful? I, I think oh, one yeah. of the pluses is that definitely you can pack it up and mail it out to whoever you need to yeah. around the world. But the downside is you can't travel with them. Because it's it's nice nice to too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to send a really big box that I can fit it. <laughs> no, but they're so lovely. I think that is that is a real good selling point because they're so light and if you use quite a lot of like the cardstock or the heavy crate like I do they are quite quite rigid too fragile so as long as you package them correctly obviously it's always it's that feeling when you do post something that oh my god is it going to get there (laughs) there's always that feeling but but no they're quite they're quite substantial bouquets yeah surprisingly what do you use to pack um just bubble wrap mainly like tissue paper and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll use like you know the, the brown kind of paper that you use if you if you buy stuff from Amazon you know you get the brown kind of yes. paper in there yeah. that kind of thing just to paper kind of yeah just to pack it out but main, that's mainly that's pretty good wrap. too it's very it's very yeah. rigid like you said like yes. it's Keeping yeah, light. Yeah, and it keeps it kind that's, of in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But lots and lots of bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's there's an art to it, and yet there isn't. You yes. know, it's it's not. You you shouldn't overthink the packing too much, but at the same no. time, you need to make sure it's kind of you know stabilizes the everything. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't want it to get squashed on the way. Squashed. Yeah, exactly. For sure. <laughs> so now to our favorite part of the podcast is what is your favorite drink, and what do you watch when you paper flowers? I don't know whether you you guys get this where you are but there's a because I'm normally working in the morning there's a program called This Morning on ITV channel which has got Philip and Holly the presenters on it and I I watch that it's just it's like a chat show they just have fun and you should google it if, if you you don't ever like get it you should have a look it's just funny <laughs> google it it's like, yes. yeah it's, it's, it's just British <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's just like a, a really fun chat show and they'll do like cooking segments and things so it's I don't tend to it's watch it's like a morning show then yes exactly yeah I don't tend to watch anything that I get too involved with because otherwise it distracts me and then I stop working <laughs> I try and be really strict with myself as well so I give myself like a set lunch break and then like finish when um just before I go and collect my daughter from school but um drinks wise I, I normally have a cup of coffee not very anything very exciting but um a nice cup of coffee or a hot chocolate Always oh, good. Nice. I love that. Yeah. I was really expecting you to say tea. <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel like I should because I'm British, but I actually, I, I kind of, I don't want to say it, but I don't like tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm going to get kicked out now. <laughs> Funny. Oh my gosh. It was so wonderful to talk with you, Rosie. We really Thank appreciate you. all that you do in the UK, spreading the good word of paper flowers. And we hope to meet you one day and have mm-hmm. maybe a workshop over in the Definitely. UK. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on you guys I mean this is this is a dream obviously it's amazing because I, I listen to you guys when I'm working as well and and obviously with the, the collective and everything it's so surreal actually seeing your faces now <laughs> really, we are really real great. people yes. <laughs> thanks <laughs> no it's, it's fantastic and um, yeah just thank you so much and yeah oh, just, just, oh, it's just having you guys I think there and the collective and everything is especially for, for people like myself that are quite 
distant from everywhere else. It's just nice to be able to swap tips and chat about things and ask questions as well and yes. get feedback. I think it's fab. I mean, unfortunately, I don't get much chance at the minute to, to comment too much on, on Facebook like I used to. But um, it's always great to like dip in and out and just see what everybody's doing. And it makes yeah. you feel like you're, you're connected to people. It's wonderful. Yeah, especially sure. during this crazy time where you can't really see people yeah. right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm. it's a bit of a lifeline, I think, for a lot of people as well. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, Rosie, it's been a joy and we've had tons of laughs. I know. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe one day we'll meet. We are planning on, yeah. you know, doing more international workshops and oh, conferences just oh yes. we would love to yes. i would love to i love the I uk know. me too yeah. and there's, there's a bunch of you guys in the uk too i know mm-hmm. it's actually not next door to you because i know the uk is actually quite big it's you know but you know it's kind of like the states when you think of you know the states oh aren't you all next to each other no yeah. <laughs> but yeah no we would totally do it and hopefully in the next couple of years we will and but in the meantime we're so glad that uh, you're making paper flowers and listening to our show because even us, us when, we're, when we're talking to each other and we're publishing it so on a weekly basis and also support we us as a patron on patreon.com we're just helping people find contributions but yeah thank you so much for spending the you know your hour with us thank you so much thank you